God, through all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in Christ, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your word. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of God, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, because without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the proclamation of the word. Genesis. Realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brother said, What if Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong we, have done, we did to him? So they approached Joseph, saying, Your father gave the instructions before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the crime of your brothers and the wrong that they did in harming you. Now, therefore, please forgive the crime of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also wept, fell down before him, and said, We are here as your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. I, am I in the place of God? Even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people, as he is doing today. So have no fear. I myself will provide for you and your little ones. In this way, he assured them, speaking kindly to them. The word of the Lord.
reading from, from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Welcome, to the, welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Some believe in eating anything while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on the servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe, the honor, observe, it, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God. While those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For this, for to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we all will stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall give praise to God, so that each of us will be accountable to God. The word of the Lord. According to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Peter came and say, said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy seven times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him one hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. 
Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Well, those are pretty harsh words that Jesus says at the end of this Gospel lesson today. We're look, we think of a Jesus that is loving and kind, but sometimes we need someone who's going to really make us sit up and take notice, to pay attention. Because too often, as we know, loving and kind words can just wash over us, and after a while, seem like pablum to, to massage the egos of the masses. But Jesus wants us to pay attention to what it means to be merciful to another. So the parable he tells the disciples is one that is just thinking about it, astronomical in thought and word. For instance, what the slave owed, the first slave, would have been $160 million. And as a denarii was basically one day's wage, it would have taken him 160,000 years to pay back what he owed. I don't know anyone who lives to be 160,000 years old. There are days I feel like I'm 160,000 years old. So he forgives the slave, and what does the slave do? It's like he walks out and just everything that the, his master had done for him just goes right out of his head. And he doesn't understand what it really means to be merciful to another, what it means to have mercy shown to him. And he sees the other fellow. Now a hundred denarii would have taken him 100 days to pay him back. But he doesn't show his fellow slave mercy. He instead lashes out at him. And scholars have tried to figure out what is the meaning of this parable what is it that Jesus is trying to tell the disciples? And indeed, what is Matthew trying to tell us for today? The, the argument that they have come up with is that what happened when the first slave was forgiven of that massive debt, was it through the way people think and the way they behave out of kilter? It was as if the world had been knocked off its axis Axis, excuse me, by the owner telling the slave the astronomical debt was forgiven. And the slave, by going to his companion, is telling him, I need, thinking to himself, not consciously, but subconsciously, I need to make my world right. And my world being right is, means that I have to lash out at another human being. I have to take back my power because by the master giving up the ability for the slave to pay the debt, the slave feels powerless yet again. And what is he? He is in debt even more to the owner. He will never be able to get out from under this huge debt 
and that makes them very unhappy. Because we know that when someone says, hey, would you do me a favor? Sure. But then we think to ourselves, hmm, how am I going to get back what I've given to Mary? I want, a, I want a little tit for tat here. You know, we don't have that phrase, one hand washes the other for no reason. So the slave feels emboldened to tell his fellow slave, hey, pay me what you owe, because what he wants to do is regain his own personal power. And he shows no mercy. And mercy, as we know today, is something that is hard to come by. We talk about being kind, we talk about being merciful to another, but do we always carry that feeling out? Are we willing to go to the last length for someone, or are we always looking for that transactional relationship? You give me something, I give you something. P.M. Forney wrote a book several years ago. He, is, uh, he was, unfortunately, he is now deceased, professor at Johns Hopkins University. And he was teaching Italian literature. He was teaching Dante's Inferno. When he stopped and he realized that what he really wanted his students to understand was what it meant to live a civil life, what it meant to have civility towards another human being. And out of that came 25 rules that he believed led to a civil society. And the one that has always stayed in my mind is that when we are civil to another person, not only are we not seeking transactions, but we're, for the want of a better phrase, giving that person a break. We're realizing that everyone is a human being and that everyone as humans we are fallible. No one is perfect. And he says to show mercy to another person. He had a very easy, interesting way of teaching class. He had rules that he expected his students to follow. Rules such as when young men entered the classroom, they were to remove their hat. That people were to be quiet. That cell phones were to be turned off. Well, one day, he tells the story, one day a young man came up to him and said, Professor Forney, I didn't get a chance to wash my hair this morning, and so I have bad head. <laughs> Would it be okay if I wore my hat in class? And Professor Forney looked at him and said, well, you must, because this is an emergency. Now, it might not have been an emergency to most people, but when you're 18 years old and your hair is sticking up all over your head, it's kind of an emergency. And that's what Professor Forney talked about repeatedly, giving the, seeing the other person's life through your own eyes, being willing to understand where they come from, and making allowances. The one, uh, the other story that I remember is he says, when someone cuts you off in traffic, don't feel the need to step on the gas and cut them off. He said, because you never know what that other person is thinking or feeling. Perhaps they have an emergency and they're trying to get to the hospital. Perhaps 
they have a sick child at home and they're thinking about that or a problem at work. Basically what Dr. Forney is saying, we live to the highest good and we see the good in other human beings even when they act less than we would want them to. That's what the story for me of the unjust steward is about. Yes, justice we all want. We want to see people pay for their sins. We want murderers to go to prison. We want robbers to go to jail. But we also, as compassionate human beings, understand why people make the decisions they make. And we begin to understand that we are all just trying, as someone said, to do the best we can. I think something that we could use a little bit of today, being able to see the other person in front of us as someone who's doing the best he or she can, that they don't act out of selfishness, but perhaps they act out of a, another problem going on in their lives. When we begin to see people standing in front of us as human beings, that's when we will have a just and civilized society. Instead of thinking about all of the ways that we can get back at someone or a group of people, we begin to see people are people, and they have the same problems that we do. Maybe we can mask ours better than they can. Maybe we can learn how to Maybe we've learned how to manage our own emotions better than they have. But seeing a human as someone who's a child of God, who at one point, someone once said, at one point, their mother took them into their arms and loved them. That's when we begin to see people as human beings that are able to be all that God <clears throat> wants them to be and also to understand what it means to love the other fully and unconditionally. Amen. Amen. Would you please stand as you are able? And let us say together the words of our faith the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, we God we not claim of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For our sin, for our salvation, he came down from heaven. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified on the conscious fire. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He is ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and to see the kingdom of heaven again. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. 
Lord of mercy, for all who have died, especially Dominic and Otis, in the communion of your, of your church and those whose faith in, is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may have rest, they may have rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, rejoicing in the fellowship of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our life to Christ our God. To you, to you O Lord, Lord our For yours is the majesty, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Hope that you will join us for some conversation. 
uh, it's a, a lot, it can be very lively at times, so please do take advantage of that. Are there any other announcements? I'm not used to being a one-woman show anymore. And I have moved communion down so that people can see and hear me better. I just think it's probably a lot more helpful. With that, ascribe the Lord the honor to his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts.
heaven and earth, for you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and call us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. And Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is God, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the Holy food of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father,
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and made our fellowship spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. So send us now to the world of peace and the branch of strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Let us remember that life is short, and each of us in our own way is fighting a very hard battle. So make haste to love, and be swift to be kind. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you.